What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. We've been talking about prayer, and prayer is absolutely vital. But we often battle with prayer. But I believe that some of us have, have been pushing to really get deeper in prayer. But if you're honest with me, you'll find that there are many reasons why uh, the potlucks usually in church are more filled than prayer gatherings. But can I give good news that our prayer gatherings at Hope Center actually get more, more filled than potlucks. <laughs> We had to get out of praying in homes. We had to get another facility for us to pray in because we couldn't contain the people in the homes. That was a good place to celebrate. Glory to God. I love this church. It doesn't happen in this church, but it, most times uh, prayer is, is, is the last resort. It's the last priority. It's the last thing that people do. Uh, uh, we find that we're not hearing many teachings on prayer anymore. We're teaching marketing. We're preaching on uh, get happy in three ways. Uh, we're preaching on so many things, but prayer is not at the forefront. But at this church, we always say, it's one of our pillars, that prayer is our heartbeat. One of the uh, reasons why people battle with prayer is because we live in an instant gratification culture. So a lot of times, thank you so much. The reason why uh, people often battle with prayer is because they approach prayer like a vending machine. Let me get the 5A. Let me pull that out real quick. Two hallelujahs, three amens, one in the name of Jesus. Let me go ahead and grab <laughs> And when it doesn't happen that way, people say, God doesn't hear me. So we live in an instant gratification culture. Oftentimes, we forget to pray. How many of you at night, you're like, hold up, man, I ain't even, Jesus... <laughs> I had no conversation with you today. We often forget because we get caught up. We get so busy. We believe that everything else is urgent and it, and, and it requires our, our attention and our, and our emphasis. So, so we forget to pray. Oftentimes we are in a real, very real battle. Can I tell you the devil does not want you to pray? <laughs> if there's anything the devil will fight, that's your prayer life. That's why you can go about life and, and when you're not praying, you feel like everything is just going well. And as soon as you start praying, you're like, what is happening around me? It just seems like all of a sudden things begin to rise against you. Can I tell you it's because the devil doesn't want you to pray. Because when you pray, things begin to happen. When you pray, you begin to see the glory of God. When you pray, you begin to step into your prophetic destiny. When you begin to pray, you begin to know him and make him known wherever you go. So the devil will fight your prayer. And we're in a very real battle. That's why the, the, the Bible instructs us in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand firm on that day. Uh, some of us don't pray because we believe all of, our needs are, all of our needs are met. I'm eating. I'm working. I got clothes on my back. I got an apartment. I got a condo. I got a house. I have my car. So what is there to pray for? Oftentimes people don't pray because they're overwhelmed by the messiness of life. You ever made a mess and then you just look at the mess and you, and you scratch your head? <laughs> and you're just tempted to just walk away and leave the mess there? <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Let me just kind of, let me just throw the, let me just swipe the sauce under, under the, the door. 
And so often life is messy and complicated. So when we approach prayer, we don't even know how to start to pray because we're so, we're so caught up in the messiness of life. Oftentimes, and if I can just have about just three people that would be just ultra real because I know this is an ouch statement. Oftentimes we don't pray because we're just prideful. I've got a handle on this. Everything in my life, I can manage it on my own. And so we begin to battle because we believe that we don't need prayer. Oftentimes we battle with prayer because we say, I don't know how to pray. We begin to compare. This person prays that way, that person prays that way. And then you just find yourself and say, I don't know how to do it. Here's a big reason why uh, many people don't pray. And this is a big reason why I know that people in our church praise. Hope you catch it. Most people don't pray because they believe that prayer is not effective. In other words, they feel that they don't get answers for their prayers. So when I go back and telling you that we have the testimony that people actually come out to prayer nights is because people are seeing results in this church. But people tend to battle because they believe that prayer is not effective. God doesn't hear me. If he did, I'm not getting what I want or what it seems that I need. So I believe that prayer is not effective, but yet the Bible says, and this is not on the screen, let me just read it to you. In James chapter 5 verse 16, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I want to let you know today. That if you are a righteous person, who is the righteous? The righteous are the people that have received the Lord Jesus and that believe in his word and believe in his ways. If you love the Lord Jesus, you've trusted him with your life and you surrender and depend on him daily. The Bible says that your, par- your prayers are powerful and effective. That was a good place for my 15, 15. I haven't felt you all message long, but that was a good place for you to know. My prayers are powerful and effective. In fact, can you make that declaration? with me today for the righteous say my prayers say it like you ate some breakfast my prayers are powerful and effective ah that was I'm gonna ask my (laughs) some of y'all are looking at me boy and you'll never see change until you pray say with me my prayers are powerful and effective How many can celebrate Jesus for that right there? So prayer is beautiful. It's our communication channel. It's the way that we know him. It's the way that we we are revealed things about ourselves. There are things about yourself that you will never be revealed outside of prayer. There are things about your character that you think you're just living life normal and as is. And you live life saying it just is what it is. You wake up every morning saying, well, I I just live life where the wind blows. And the wind keeps blowing you in every direction. And there's there's no stability in your life. But the Lord never called you to live that way. Some of you are living without joy without peace without kindness without love without hope but the Lord says that the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy Uh, but the Bible says I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly there are some believers and people that call themselves Christians but live without hope live without joy but some real believers up in this place that pray know that regardless of my 
regardless of my circumstance, regardless of my situation, regardless of what I'm going through, I know that my God is in control. I know that my God has got my back. I know that my God wish I had somebody. I know that my God is with me and if he is with me, nothing and no one can come against me. You can only live with that kind of confidence in prayer. When you don't pray, you live with your head down. When you don't pray, you feel, you feel helpless. When you don't pray, you feel discouraged and that you won't make it another day. But is there anybody, my God, I feel the glory of God. You ever felt like you were deflated and all of a sudden you went to your prayer room? You ever felt discouraged and all of a sudden you say, hold on, hold on, let me get on my knees real quick. You ever felt like you had no answers, but you say, you know what, let me go to my prayer room. And as soon as you got into that place, something began to shift and break and something happened on the inside of you. It's the power of prayer. Look at the person beside you and tell them, that's the power of prayer. It transforms you. It delivers you. It changes you. You see the glory of God. Things begin to happen when the church prays. And the ones that are celebrating, I know you're the one that prays. Thank you so much. I'm doing the best that I can up here. The scripture says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. Ah, this is good. It says, rejoice always. As a matter of fact, look for that. For those that have the Bible app. You'll find it like in two seconds in the table of contents, right there in the Bible app. Check this out. If you have your Bible, look for it. First Thessalonians. And I know some of you got to go to the table of contents. It's all good. It's all good. This is a, a, a judgment-free zone. First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians comes before Second Thessalonians. Okay, go to chapter 5. Verse 16 through 18. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. This is good. Let me know when you have it. Say, I got it, Pastor. I got it. I got it, Pastor. I got it, Pastor. If, you, if you're still looking, say, hold up. Wait a minute, Pastor. Hold up. Hold up. Hold on. All right. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you. All right. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You got it? It says rejoice sometimes. Rejoice when things are going well. Rejoice always. Pray sometimes. Ah. Pray continually. Some translations say pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There are some people in this place saying, God, what is your will for my life? I just, it's right there. Rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances. Pray without ceasing. That 
is the will of God for your life in Christ Jesus. Pray without ceasing. Now, in the last weeks, we began to talk about how important it is to have devotional prayer. This is the beauty of prayer. It's not no one way to prayer. It's not one Abba Father and then you're good to go. Uh, it's not three Hail Marys and then you're set for life. No. In this thing, is, it's a beauty about a relationship with God. The beauty about relationship with God is that sometimes you'll have contemplative prayer, meditative prayer. Sometimes you won't even say anything to God, but your spirit is in tune and you're just reflecting on his word, reflecting on his goodness, and you're just meditating on all he's done for you and around you and, and what he's getting ready to do in your life. So then you have contemplative, meditative prayer. Then you have prayers of warfare. There are moments, can I tell you, that you will have to pray prayers of warfare. There are some things that the enemy has is plotting against your life and you have to learn how to pray spiritual warfare prayers. If you come to prayer night, we teach you there. There's some powerful people when we come to prayer night. And, and we teach you warfare prayers. So there's contemplative, meditative prayers. There's warfare prayers. There's, there's prayers of thanksgiving. There's worship-filled prayers. There are prayers, all sorts of prayers. So the beauty about relationship with God is not, there's not no one way to pray. But then there's a type of prayer that's praying without ceasing. Meaning it's never ending. Devoted prayer, you have a select time, you have a select location, you have a certain environment that you create. But there's a different type of prayer, that's the prayer that is without ceasing, meaning it's never ending, it's continual. How do I pray and what does that teach us about praying without ceasing, meaning that it's not limited to a location. Am I helping anybody in this place? Are you with me? There's a prayer that, 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 that you do it. It's not bound to a location. It's not bound to a time. It's continual. It's not bound to a certain uh, being with people because devoted prayer, you do it by yourself. You can be with people, without people, distracted, not distracted, but your spirit, if you, if you are truly surrendered to God, your spirit can be praying continually. Can I tell you right now, I'm preaching and you think that I'm not praying, but I'm actually praying because my spirit is in tune with the Spirit of God. And because my spirit is open, even as I'm preaching to you, there's something happening within my spirit that is praying even right now for you. That's the type of prayer when you walk into your office and you can just sense something going wrong and your spirit, the alarms are going off and your discernment starts kicking in. And then in your spirit, you're not even saying that, but your spirit begins to pray. Oh, you gotta rebuke some devils up in here. And you can and you can see you can see you can see the outward appearance of a person what's going on on the inside of them and your spirit attaches and connects and it begins to get highlights of those things because your spirit knows all things it's connected to the spirit of the Lord so praying without ceasing you can do it with distraction without distraction you could be in your car you can be in your home you can be in your bedroom you could be at your job you can be in that office you could be in that cubicle and praying without ceasing is a continual never-ending kind of prayer so the Bible says this, pray without ceasing, rejoice always, give thanks in all circumstances. Here it is. If, if, if we can continually be speaking to God, I have good news for you. God can continually speak back to you. I wish I had a church that gets excited about the things of God. <laughs> that was a weak clap. That was a weak amen. Let me try that again. When you speak to God, there's a guarantee that he will speak right back to you. So the problem why people are saying, God doesn't hear me, uh, God doesn't hear my prayers, I don't get no answers, is because even as I said that, that God can speak back to you, you don't even believe it. So if you don't believe, you can never receive. 
I'm going to say that again. You expect God to speak to you when your life, when your heart, when your demeanor is shut off and closed off. How can God speak to you when you come to this place and his presence is moving and he's speaking and everything about your demeanor, your heart, your attitude is closed off? A closed heart means a closed destiny. So I want to teach you today because, because we, we can continually speak to him, we have a God that is alive and active. I don't, I don't serve a God that is a statue. I don't serve a God that's dead. I don't serve a God that used to speak. I serve a God that still speaks today. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I give glory to God that I serve a God that still speaks today. I give glory to God to know that when I go to him, as I draw near to him, the Bible says that he will draw near unto me. I'm so grateful about it. So here it is. You have to understand that in order for us to receive or to hear from God, we need to get in tune with the frequency of God. God is constantly speaking. God is speaking in this moment. But are you in tune with the frequency? The Bible says this in Revelation chapter 2, verse 29. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He wasn't talking about physical ears. The Lord Jesus was talking about spiritual ears. Whoever has spiritual ears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Then the Bible goes on to say in John chapter 10 verse 27, my sheep, this is Jesus saying, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I know my children. My wife knows my children well. So we can be in a room that's noisy. But if they're screaming, crying, or speaking, our ears begin to perk up. Because we know their voice. So you can be hearing my daughter. You all can be hearing my daughter. But you, because you're so distracted, you wouldn't even... <laughs> that happens to us all the time. She's like, did you hear that? We're at home, downstairs, babies are put in a bed. And she's like, parents, y'all know what I'm talking about? You're, you're in the middle of something, all of a sudden, you hear that? No, hold on. And then. Because we know their voice. My sheep, Jesus said, hear me. So God is, can I give you a revelation that will deliver you for the rest of your life? We already established that God hears you. The problem is not that God is not hearing you. The problem is that you're not hearing him. The problem is not God doesn't speak. Oh, he's speaking, baby. Some of y'all, some of y'all, Lord, give me a sign. The sign is right in, in your face. Lord, speak to me, and the answer is right in front of you. <laughs> but are you hearing? Better yet, you can hear. Are you listening? 
Because I can hear the voice of the Lord, but not heed to it, not obey it. But when you listen, then you begin to see how God moves and he will begin to speak to you more and more. So some of us, the reason why we don't hear from God is because in the moment that he begins to speak to you, you immediately doubt and say, no, that's not God. That's my flesh. Some of y'all, it's God speaking to you and you say it's the devil. Oh, I rebuke you. Lord, you're calling me to give and I don't have nothing to give. That's the devil. No, baby, you're confusing the voices. <laughs> so as you begin to obey one command from God, he be in the small things, if he can trust you, then he can give you more. If you can't obey one simple instruction from the Lord, how can he give you more and speak to you more and reveal more things to you if in the little you can't be trusted? But I prophesy over my church up in this place that when the Lord speaks to us, we will say, here, here I am, God. I hear your voice. I hear you speaking, and I will obey your instruction. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God that speaks. Thank you that you're not dead. Thank you that you are the same God that spoke yesterday. You speak today, and you speak forevermore. So let me, let me, let me run over these things real quick. I hope I'm helping somebody. Pastor, am I helping anybody in this place? My pastors, is this good? Is this good? Okay, if I do it just for you three, I, then it, may, it means the world to me. All right, check this out. So in order to hear him, you've got to turn your connection on. Do you remember a time where we didn't have Wi-Fi? Y'all remember, remember dial-up? Okay, uh, generation, what is this? Gen Z, X, what is it? Okay, whatever the gen let me not play that generation. Let me not, let me not, let me not. The, the real young folks don't know anything about this, but there was a day where in order for you to get on the internet, you would hear something in your computer go, <laughs> so, yeah, like the youngins like, <laughs> have no clue. <laughs> I love y'all, I love y'all. I love y'all. This, no, this is no shade. This is no hate. You know, I celebrate that y'all are progressing faster than we did, right? You used to get on the landline, and remember we used to tell your family, don't call anybody. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one? <laughs> because as soon as somebody called, tech, the connection will come. <laughs> Lord, thank you that, that we don't live in those days anymore. Can you remember a day where we didn't have access to any of that? We have to write letters, mail it. Y'all remember pay phones? He's sending this thing. Okay. I was looking at my phone and I got a revelation. Wi-Fi access, the frequency, the radio waves are controlled by a source of antennas. And those sources are constantly on. They're never off. So whether you're connected to a particular source the frequency and the radio waves are constantly moving even though you don't see it in the invisible it's constantly active i'm gonna help somebody so here you go you get yourself a phone but in order for you to have unlimited access you've got to connect with that source 
I learned something that it don't matter how expensive or how cheap my phone is. I can connect to the source. I'm going to help somebody. It don't matter how big or small the source is. I can connect to the source. Here's the thing. Salvation was granted to us for free. Imagine getting gifted a phone. How many of y'all say, I perceive that. Lord, that's a, pro that's a prophecy for me. Imagine getting gifted a phone for free. Salvation is free. And here you are. You have this powerful machine. But what if you never connected to any Wi-Fi or internet? So you have something that was granted to you. Oh, man, I wish, I wish. Some of y'all fell asleep already. Tell the person beside you, stay awake. Tell them, stay awake. Stay woke. Tell them, stay woke. Ah. Imagine having this and you never connected to any source. Many of us live our salvation that way. We have salvation and we have an unlimited source because we have to actually have the disposition to connect to the unlimited source. If you have airplane mode on, or if you turn your Wi-Fi on, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. You can be looking at your phone blue in the face. It's not going to connect to it unless you turn it on. So in the same way, prayer is the thing that turns on the connection. Let me tell you what the book of Matthew says in chapter 22, verse 37. Let's throw that up. Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus replied... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You can't connect to the unlimited source, as I mentioned before, being closed. But the moment that you open your heart, the moment that you open your mind, the moment that you lay down your will and you say, here I am, God, I want to hear your voice. I want to grow. God, I want to learn your ways. I want, I want my relationship with you to get stronger than ever before. That's when you turn your connection on. Here's the thing. You can connect with the source, but you ever try to connect to somebody's Wi-Fi and it was locked? Some of y'all try to bum off your neighbor's Wi-Fi that's, that's not blocked. <laughs> but you need a passcode. Can I help somebody today? Can I give you the passcode to connect with the unlimited source? The passcode, here it is, it's being in Jesus. My, my, my 15 left a long time ago. That's all right. I'm, I'm working. I'm working with my group in the back. I know y'all holding me down there in the back. Uh, check out James chapter 4 verse 3 the passcode is being in Jesus James chapter 4 verse 3 when you ask you do not receive because when you ask you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures God doesn't hear me. No, because what you're asking for is just for your pleasure. But let me give you a guaranteed way to always get your prayer answered. Do, how do I pray according to the will of God? Does my prayer align with the word of God? 
is the thing that I'm praying for, is it going to bring me closer to Jesus? Because some of us are asking for jobs, but that job is going to make you draw away from Jesus. Some of y'all want to get in relationships, but those relationships will serve you no good in the kingdom of God. Some of y'all want things to happen, but it can't happen because if you're connected to that person, you will never see growth in God. But when you pray according to his will, when you say, God, I want you to hear my prayer because this is going to make me grow spiritually. This is the thing that's going to make me take a leap of faith. This is the thing that's going to make me see your glory like never before. Begin to pray according to his will. How do I pray? It's in the name of Jesus. Jesus, may my prayers always glorify you. When you align your prayers to say, Jesus, I want to glorify you, not glorify yourself. Some of your prayers is, what can I get out of this? How can I build myself up about my empire? But when you switch your prayers to saying, God, how can I glorify you? How can I build your kingdom? How can I serve you? How can I lift other up? How can I help other people? How can I be a light to the world? How can I bless people? <laughs> Those are the prayers that God answers immediately because they are in Christ Jesus. Look at what the Bible says in John chapter 16, verse 23. All right, some folks fall in asleep, but I'm still gonna, I'm gonna work this thing for the next three minutes. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. You reading this? Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever but what's the whatever? Some of y'all got excited, whatever? But here it is. Whatever you ask in my name. Praying any old prayer and just adding in the name of Jesus doesn't make it more effective. It's understanding what the in the name of Jesus means. In the name of Jesus, really, name in Old Testament time, your name was given to you according to your character. Your name was given to you according to your character. So when you pray in the name of Jesus, you are praying in his character. When you pray in the name of Jesus, it, it means that I'm not praying in my name. But when I pray in his name, because he shed blood for me to pray. He died and resurrected in order for me to be a righteous person. So I'm not praying in my name. I'm praying in the name of Jesus. When I pray in the name of Jesus, I'm recognizing my position in God. I'm recognizing that I'm his child. I'm recognizing that he is my God and I am his. So when I pray in the name of Jesus, I pray according to his heart and his will. That's praying in the name of Jesus. So you've got to have, you've got to have the passcode, it's in the name of Jesus. And then the third thing, very quickly, you must stay in the range of the connection. You ever had Wi-Fi access and all of a sudden you just start moving and those bars just doo, doo, doo. They just start going down. You've got to stay in the range of connection. Look at the person beside you and tell them, stay in the range. Stay in the range. Stay within the range. Look at what the Bible says, John chapter 15, verse 4. Oh, this is good. It says, remain in me, and I also remain in you. Huh. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain. It must stay connected. Neither can you bear, can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. 
So you're trying to hear from God. <laughs> you're trying to see the glory of God. Is this too deep, by the way? Is this too much? My right hand side, are you still here? Is this good? Is this, is this good? You've got to stay within the range. You want to hear from God, but the only way to stay within that range, to hear him and be in tune, you've got to remain in him. That means even when I don't feel like going to church, I've got to remain in God. Even when I don't feel like serving, I've got to remain in him. Even when I don't have the strength, I've got to remain in him. Even when I want to step out of his will and go and do things my own way, I've got to remain in him. Because when I remain in him, he will remain in me. This year, I'm believing that your plan is getting ready to get upgraded. Some of y'all started the, the year with no connection, but in the name of Jesus, I speak that you will be connected like never before. And it's not gonna be any connection. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be 3G, 4G. Baby, you getting upgraded this year to 5G. Is there anybody that receives that and say, I believe it, that this year my prayers will go higher. I'm gonna become fervent in prayer. I'm gonna seek the Lord like never before. And as I remain in him, he's gonna remain in me. Many of us, and I'm getting ready to close, many of us don't see result in prayers and don't see the effectiveness in prayers because we give up too easily. But I want to encourage one or two people in this place. I want you this year to pray until something happens. Matter of fact, that's an acronym, P-U-S-H, push, pray until something happens. Can I speak to somebody in this place that would receive, if I, if, I, if, I, if I preach for a little while in this place, you know my wife's been pregnant three times, so we got a little experience. I realized that when the contractions get the strongest, that's when the baby is getting ready to be delivered that's when it's closest can I prophesy to somebody that's going through some pain can I prophesy to somebody that's been feeling labor pains in the spirit can I tell you the reason the pain has been great is because you're getting ready to birth something in the spirit God is getting ready to make you deliver your prophetic destiny God is getting ready to push you into your ministry but you've got to push you've got to push you've got to pray until something happens pray is there anybody that can join me and say pray until something happens I'm gonna pray until something happens I'm tired but I'm gonna pray until something happens I don't feel like it but I'm gonna pray until so I wish I had a church I feel like I want to give up but I'm gonna pray I feel like preaching this thing, my help in the back. Do you receive that this year? Pray until something happens. My God, I feel like preaching out of my shoes today. Don't give up in doing good. For in due season, you will reap. Pray until something happens. You've been through it a couple times too, right? When the contractions are close and you're getting ready to birth something. I'm speaking to somebody. I'm not speaking to just anybody in this place. There are some people that God has given. He's impregnated you with a dream. 
He's impregnated you with a calling, with a ministry. He's given you, he's entrusted you with a marriage, with a family, with a business, with a venture. And that all, the only way that you can give birth to it is by pushing. I've been there, I've been there for, for all three babies front row, front center. And I'm looking, and I'm looking at and I'm excited, I'm crying, I don't know what to do. Sometimes I feel like I'm gonna pass out and I'm like, Lord, what's happening here? <laughs> but as, as my wife has gotten closer to giving birth, the doctor yells out, push. When it's about time for that baby to come out, the doctor says, push. Pray until something happens but pastor i've been praying for a year pray until something happens pastor i gave up a long time ago baby pray until something happens i wish i had a church when there were days if we if we didn't know if people would come to this church all we would do is pray until something happened when we had no equipment we would pray until something happened when we didn't know how we would do it we would pray until something happened. I don't see change in my marriage, in my relationship. Pray until something happens. The reason you haven't seen the results is because you gave up too easy. But the Lord is speaking to somebody and telling you today, pray until something happens. I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. Where are my prayer warriors at? I only have three in the back. Where are my prayer warriors at? <laughs> don't worry, after this service, I'm gonna pray until something happens to you too. Don't worry, don't worry. Someone say, don't worry. Look at the person beside you and say, don't worry. God gonna get you too. He gonna get, he gonna get your attention this year. He's gonna speak to you too this year. He's gonna change your life this year. He's gonna mold your character this year. He's gonna get your attention whether you like it or not. Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also, you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.